Well, we told you we had a lot to recap, and we've got a war on I-4 times 2 to get you set for. Yeah, this is the first thing we all talked about when the bracket for the American Athletic Conference men's tournament was unveiled, that the Bulls on the men's side were playing a 7 o'clock game, and knowing that the championship on the women's side would be at 10 o'clock Eastern time, and it's both going to be wars on I-4. I guess if you're not in Fort Worth, Texas, it's too late to get here, but you'll definitely want to be listening to USF Bulls Unlimited tonight. A workmanlike 58-50 victory for the Bulls against Houston. You'll have some highlights here coming up shortly. A little from Jose Fernandez afterwards from his press conference as well. Elisa Pinzon and Betty Manunga also spoke. You'll get a little bit of clips from them. Looking forward to the next opponent and how difficult it's going to be against UCF. But that's not all. Of course, we'll preview the men's game. You'll have some of Brian Gregory speaking about what's going on the first two times the teams have played this year. Completely different matchups, favoring decidedly the home team in each. But of course, tonight, neutral site. Actually, it was great that the men's team made it a little bit crowd advantage USF last night, even though we were in the state of Texas. So that was pretty awesome. But Speaking of awesome, a lot of other stuff to get to in our second segment. A home run derby for the baseball team in a win, and a doubleheader sweep in softball that did not always include Georgina Corrick. In fact, she did not pitch the first game, and the Bulls pitched a shutout. So that's good news. We'll give you all the details, and we'll give you some highlights from both of those games, courtesy of the ESPN Plus calls. We actually had the live broadcast of the baseball game with Jim Lauk on the call. We did not broadcast the softball game, but we'll still give you some of those clips in a very interesting moment that helped lead to the Bulls one run and only run in the second game. That was the one nothing win. And oh yeah, some pretty cool highlights of Georgina Cork who did come on to pitch the latter half of that game. So a lot to tell you about. Great news when it comes to a pair of standout golfers for the Bulls. We got tennis going on today. A recap of another tight one for the women. They were on the wrong side, but man, all the matches it seems like have been close. So let's start off with women's basketball. And last night, going up against a Houston team, they had beaten by 20 on the road and by 32 at home. And we figured this game would be close. And in the end, it wasn't. 58-50 was the final score. But the Bulls really, from the start of the second half until the very last second when Houston hit a three, kept the margin at double figures. So that's where you want it to be. Why was it pretty comfortable? Well, in the beginning, it was trips to the free throw line. You were going to hear only two field goals get made in this first quarter because that's all it was for the Bulls. Yeah, definitely could have gone better from that perspective. But they were 9-for-9 at the line. And the crazy thing is... That was all before they got to the bonus. Think about that. That means all four of the fouls were on shots. They made all the shots, and one was on a three-point shot. That actually could be a record. If you want to look it up, you can. I will not be doing that research. But here's your first quarter highlights. A nice screen. Sydney Harvey pops open, and that is a great start. 0 for 5 in the first half yesterday. Makes her first three-point shot. And the Bulls are ahead 3-0 right in front of me. Layla Blair sends it over to Patterson. Very experienced group here. Blair is only a sophomore, but she's their best player. Blackshell Fair goes to the basket, and there's Shay Leverett already making an impact with her defense. She had four blocks last night. That wasn't a block, but definitely affected the shot. The Bulls, since Harvey hit that three 20 seconds in, have missed their last four. Monongo with the fast break layup was really what you'd only call the best good look out of that bunch. 6-10 to go. First quarter, Chinecki with Anjay on her, finds Harvey, left side, that looked better, and it is, Sydney Harvey, her second three, 
He's been shooting them from all angles, and that makes it 8-3. to Dulce Fankamengiadu is out there for the ball, so they have their offensive lineup in. Pinzon finds her on the inbounds out to Chinecki. He said no three tries last night. That's her first one, and it just rims out. Betty flies in for the board and gets hacked on the way to the hoop by Young. Boy, Betty Mananga just absolutely cleaned that rebound. Boy, the uh, Houston Cougars do that. Do you ever feel like a plastic bag chant? I guess they thought it was funny once and continued to do it, but Mononga was able to block out that noise and make the first free throw. 9-3 the score, makes the second free throw as well. Pins on underneath to Dulce and just short. Chinecki, though, scoops in for the rebound and gets it over to Dulce on the baseline. Out to Pinzon for a second chance three, and she's fouled again. And I say again, it's the first time in this game but she was fouled last night, taking a three in a very, very pivotal sequence for the Bulls. Pins on the third time for the Bulls, getting fouled, taking a three. She made them all last night. She makes the first, and it's 11 to five. So the Bulls are just two of 10 from the floor. But are getting it done at the line. One of the Houston players didn't realize that this is a three-shot foul, but wouldn't have mattered. Pins on made it, and it's six for six. Make it seven for seven. That's what she does from time to time when she knows it's going in. She fades away on that last free throw. 15 to seven with 40 seconds to go here. Blair pulls up the three, looks good, and it is. That was right in front of me, and you have got to be out on her. She is going to pull. 15 to 10, she has made two threes. She had five makes last night. Turns out Blair was really their only threat in this game except for a couple of spells by, well, their number two and number three score on the season, Brittany Onyanjay and the LSU transfer, Tiara Young. But Blair was there all night, 9 for 18 from the floor, 5 of 9 on threes, and 25 points. But as you heard, the Bulls were getting what they needed to get done, and that kind of continued to be the story in the second quarter. Houston actually put together a little spurt of offense to make it a one-point game, but the Bulls closed it out strong. Shea Leverett, how about that? They go right inside to her. Nice pass by Chinecki, and it's 17 to 10. Pinzon gets an open look from the left side. That looks good. A little bit long. Actually follows her own shot. Puts up a little floater and it rims in. Good job there by Elisa Pinzon. Way off three by Pinzon. Hit the backboard and sparks the run for Houston. They get it over to Layla Blair. Knocks it down. A three-point shot. Houston's feeling it, folks. Specifically Layla Blair. And that's where she'll get her opportunities on the break. And it's 19-18 Bulls. Bermejo tries to feed Mananga out on the block. Pinzon is just one of four from the floor. Gets it back with six on the shot clock. Looks to drive in. Blair, good defense, tough shot. Again, off the backboard, no good, no rim. The Bulls are now four of 18 from the floor, and I'd say a half dozen air ball. Last year made the WNIT. It's a tough shot for Chinecki, and she knocks it down. So she is going to maybe have to start to readjust her game. The lane is not going to be as open for her tonight. But she very, very calmly drains that 12-footer, and it's 23-18. Again, across the way, the Bulls bench the Bulls fans, which include the men's basketball team. Well, Dulce was there. Harvey finally finds her. Can she finish? Yes. Puts it over Fatu Dion. She should have that advantage all night long. 3.30 to go. Next whistle will get, it, get us to a break. Nice find by Dulce. Pins on open for a three. Good. Good pass by Dulce. Thank you, Pins on. Called for it. Got it. And drains it. 28-20. And the margin at half indeed was 8-32-24. Outside of Layla Blair, the rest of the Houston Cougars were 3-for-17. And one of their top inside threats defensively, Tatiana Hill, was in foul trouble with two. On the Bulls' side, Pinzon had 10 points, Sydney with the 8, and Betty Mnunga already had 10 rebounds but was 0-for-4 
from the floor. It was the free throws, 13 of 13, which equaled their mark from the second half in the first round against Memphis, so they had quite the streak going. Third quarter, Bulls would go ahead double digits early, the start of which was the Shea Show. Starting the second half, Pinzon finds Mononga on the baseline, wants to drive. There's a shovel pass to Shea Leverett, gets fouled and won! Shea Leverett sort of cracks her neck like, oh, that hurt, but it was worth the pain. It's a 10-point lead. Betty Mononga had the lane close off to her, and so she saw an unmarked Shea Leverett. Shea actually kind of created the contact, to be honest with you. But Tatiana Hill commits the foul, and that is a big moment because that is her third foul. If Shea Leverett can hit a free throw, she does, keeping the streak going. Now it's officially a thing. 14 for 14, folks, Shea Leverett was 12 for 30. Oh, that's a nice pass by Chinecki. They are leaving Shea Leverett unmarked, and she scores again. Shea Leverett, seven points, and the Bulls lead it 37 to 24. A timeout, I think, for Houston. Yeah, they need it. They have uh, not exactly come out strong here to start the second half. They've tried to let Layla Blair do the damage, and they have not made a shot yet, getting outscored 5-0 by the Bulls and by Shea Leverett. Pinzon gets a screen from Leverett, passes it to her. Oh, nice spin move by Shea, oh, it rims out. Beautiful move, and then Harvey commits the foul unnecessarily. That's just her first, but Shea Leverett put on a move the likes of which we have not seen jose fernandez says shay thumbs up you know it's good or bad mostly good depending how you look at it because they really did think that dulce fink and had become the second scoring threat on the team honestly when the bulls were faltering from three-point land but she has just not been able to finish strong it's been a thing and we'll see if it changes tonight it's an opponent that the Bulls had major difficulties against trying to score inside. We'll get to them in our second segment, but let's finish up the third quarter first when the Bulls started to get on a little bit of a roll. And I was getting a little bit fired up. Sorry. And Mononga has the board. She is all over the glass tonight. Give her 13 rebounds. Chinecki for three. Looks good, and it is. Elena Chinecki gives it a little extra stare. Brittany Onyajay's way. And a second chance point. 10-0 the Bulls lead in that category in this game. Three of them there, obviously. Oh, Blair behind the back puts Harvey on the deck and stares at her and scores. 40-29, four on the shot clock. Chinecki sees it. That is a flop and a half. And now Brittany Onyanjay is like, yeah, I flopped. Let's go. And Pinzon is out on her. Now she's going to try a shot. And, of course, she flings herself to the deck, but no call. Can Fankamengiato keep this free throw thing going? It's her first looks at the line tonight. Maybe these Houston guys are going to be right. They are for the first time. One out of 15 ain't bad, boys. They've been saying no, no, no on every free throw, and the Bulls made their first 14. Dulce looking to get the lead back to 11. Looks long on that one, but it rims in. That was a friendly roll. That one hit the back iron and went high up. Bulls are up 43 to 30. Penzon's going to take some time off the clock. She needs a breather. Now she looks to get the offense going. To Mononga on the block, wants to drive around Jones. Euro step up and in. Betty Mononga with her best move of the night. She had not made a field goal. She's got those 17 boards, so we'll let her slide. And it's the biggest lead of the night for the Bulls, 45-30. Young would hit a shot at the end of the quarter to make it a 13-point game, but Houston only had eight points in the quarter. And the fourth quarter, fortunately, was just about keeping them at bay. And that's fine. We figured there'd be a dramatic conclusion. There wasn't, so... All good. Here's some of the highlights. They missed both free throws. Pins on up to Shinecki. That's an under control layup, and that's a quick 
from maybe an 11 point game on one end to 47-32 as Jones misses both free throws. Now Blair hanging out on the left side of this formation. Young tries to put it up and in and does. Aggressive move to the basket. Two tough shots back to back for Houston. And they've got it to 11. They have missed eight of their previous nine and neither of those shots were easy. You really can't fault the Bulls on either of those. Now pins on. Bulls are doing a better job of getting it across midcourt against the pressure, but as I'm saying that, she picks up her dribble. Oh, finds it, get it to Mononga underneath, just has to handle the ball, and she does. She handled that better than I did, and it's 49-36. Shay Leverett is going to actually, I think, say that the foul was on somebody else, saying I didn't touch her, but she'll just take the second foul. That's her second foul, and speaking of taking it, Betty Mononga takes the inbounds pass away. Finds pins on, lays it up and in. That was a good two-on-one with Mononga playing distributor. Eight on the shot clock, pins on, far away from the hoop, gets it to Mononga on the block, wants to drive on Jones. That's a fake and a nice dish to Shane. and she finishes. A last-second look by Betty. Shane Leverett, one shy of her season high. I think Pinzon's gonna look for Chinecki. He's going to run underneath the baseline on a couple screens. Now pops out to the right side. Pinzon gets it to her. With five on the shot clock, Janecki is headed off by Patterson. Fake. Over to Manunga at the last second. Lays it up and in. That's the third time tonight. Manunga's been the distributor. That time, the receptor. And a great find by Janecki. Gets the lead back up to 12. The Bulls have worked the shot clock to perfection. And that's got to be tough on the other side. They did it again with Shea Leverett getting fouled and making one of the two free throws to tie her season high with 10 points. The Bulls win it 58-50. Pinzon ended up with 14.7 rebounds for assists. Mononga a second time against Houston this year going exactly 8 points and 18 boards. Chinecki was just 3 for 13. They really focused on her. She still ended up with 11 points, 7 rebounds, and 5 assists to her credit. Actually, uh, one of the workers there waited for me to sign off there, and he goes, hey, how many rebounds that number 20 get? Because that's how good Manunga was finding people. She was actually tied with Pinzon for second on the team with four. It did seem like more than that. Now, on the other side, it really was a six-man rotation for the Bulls. And you had three players come in and play really just a half a minute with Patience Williams and Ariel Wilson. The only exception was Christina Bermejo came out and played six minutes, but the Bulls are going to have to go to their bench. You cannot roll out six players against UCF. A couple of players looking forward to taking down the Knights, followed by a little of Jose Fernandez with me from after the game. First, Betty Menunga, followed by Elisa Pinzon. I mean, we're just excited to play them. We wanted to play them, and we will tomorrow. We were look, we're looking forward to win. That's it. We're looking for our, for our win. That's why she and I we came back. Yeah, I think we gave up uh, the regular season championship championship that we won last year, and we're not gonna give up the conference tournament championship. I'm sure. Like I know, everybody's gonna be ready. My teammates are gonna be ready, and we're just gonna go out there and play our game, take care of the ball, and we're gonna be alright. Uh, another 40-minute performance by Pinzon. She's been handling the ball well against some pretty good defense. Well, hopefully she's got another 40 in her tomorrow. Yes, sir. Let's talk about tomorrow, Coach. We know how the first two games have gone, and it's simple to say what the key is against them, but their defense is so great. What can you try and do? Take care of the ball. No light ball turnovers. But you also got to make shots against them. You know, we got to defend better. I was over there. I could see over there the men's basketball team. Were they uh, giving you guys a little extra boost tonight? That was pretty cool. Yeah, it was great to have them out. Great to have them out today. Look how many fans we brought from Tampa here. Could be a special night tomorrow. Good luck, Coach. You got it. See you then. Taking care of the basketball will definitely be the issue for the Bulls. It has been an issue, funny enough, for every UCF opponent this year as they are turning them over exactly 20 
times a game. Last night, it was 24-6 to in that category, 22 points off turnovers. The Knights went up against an SMU team that had not seen them this year, and several of their key contributors were transfers, so they had never seen the Knights, and it looked like it. They weren't ready for the defensive pressure. They couldn't hit a three-point shot until the fourth quarter, and they actually did not hit a three-point shot until all the UCF starters were out of the game. It was three points for SMU in the first quarter. It was 61-28, to and they are just clinical. So the Bulls had major issues, especially from the beginning of the first meeting in Orlando. Ended up being 67-51, but it was 8 nothing before you could have that first kernel of popcorn if you were at the game. The Bulls turned it over 19 times. Elena Chinecki seven times herself. Now in that game, Fanka Mengiadu actually went 6-for-9 and scored 14 points and had 8 rebounds, while Betty Menunga had 12-11. and 11. So they performed pretty well, but the guards had issues. Then at the Yingling Center, everybody had issues. 54-33, 17 turnovers. The Bulls were 13-47. of 47. Harvey 1-for-9. Manunga just two for five. She only had two rebounds in that game. They're tough to score against inside. They got the big posts in Massini Kaba, Destiny Thomas, and Brittany Smith, who was the sixth player of the year. She can score off the bench at will. Fanka Mengiata was just one for four in that game. So Shea Leverett was the one player who really showed up, honestly, came off the bench and had 11 rebounds in 24 minutes. She's continued that effort. The Bulls will have to re-spark it from several players, but as you heard, it sounds like Mananga and Pinzon, two of the leaders on the team, are ready to go. So we'll be going on the air at 9.45. That'll be shortly after. In fact, we might just come on a little bit sooner. And In other words, kind of a tag team as the men's broadcast is wrapping up and the women's broadcast is starting. But the men, with Jim Lighthall on the call, begin at 6.30, going up against UCF. And, yeah, those two matchups were completely different. Bulls rolled by 24 at home, outshot the three-point shooting UCF Knights. It was kind of incredible. But then the Knights got back, as you figured they would, at home and beat the Bulls 68-49 with Darren Green hitting six threes and Darius Perry hitting five. So from his show that debuted yesterday and is worth checking out, it's a 45-minute great show with Brian Gregory and Jim Lighthall. Here's the head coach on the UCF matchup. The two games between the two teams were so amazingly different, yet they were kind of mirror images of each other. You beat them up at your place. Uh, you shot the three well. You out-rebounded them 53-26. You had 21 offensive rebounds that day. They couldn't make a three. Then you go over to Orlando. You can't make a three. Uh, they out-rebound you. Uh, Green and Perry, who played terrible at the England Center, played great in the second meeting. It's, I mean, it's like looking in a mirror. Yeah, it was the, the formula for success was the same. Unfortunately, we only figured it out in game one, you know, and they figured it out in game two. Uh, the game is going to be won in transition. They killed us in transition in the second game. A good part of their three-point shots were in transition. They killed us on the glass in game two, and we destroyed them in game one. So it's going to be transition, who owns the glass. Those two go to a lot of the effort, and and, and not that we didn't play hard in game two, but they were quicker to the ball. They came up with the 50-50 balls, the tip-tap rebounds. Uh, we got to make sure that we're the first ones to those uh, on Thursday night. And then the third piece was, and we've talked about this, our inability to guard the play after the play. We did a good job of guarding their initial actions. 
But then when they get to the spread and the ball screen and the drive, our ability to contain the dribble, our ability to be in the help position without overhelping, because you can't leave Mahan, you can't leave Green, you can't leave Perry. And then if you're getting dribble split, as we call it, they are either hitting a three or they're getting a shot up on the rim. And if they miss it, they get an offensive rebound. So us guarding the ball and, and defending the play after the play is going to be critical. And we have to score in transition. We have to execute well on offense and attack the basket. And we have to offensive rebound. So the keys are the same for either team. It's just who does them the best. Well, we are hoping for a doubleheader sweep tonight, but we'll have it for you on USF Bulls Unlimited. If the Bulls win, they get Memphis in the second round. We'll worry about that, hopefully, tomorrow.